Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendyke. And with me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We're locked in. We're ready to go with another loaded show on the road to episode 200. Mike, we got a lot of stuff to go over. We got AEW and WWE news coming out of the woodwork like crazy. We've got Lions Hard Knocks and some preseason takes and joint practices with the Indianapolis Colts that we got to review. We've got... Of course, our division winning ranking, positional rankings. We're going to take all those divisional winners that we've done earlier on. Mike is smirking already because, you know, it's going to be a disaster. All right, but Rob, it always is. I have a question that yeah. I forgot to get finished last week. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember who won the NFC East? I don't. I was just going to go and we just be like, we just say they're four. It's fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there, though. We'll yeah, get we'll, there we'll figure it out. Okay. We'll get there at the end of the show. And we've got some basketball news as well to hit on. And that's what we're going to start this week's show on, though. Um, before we get into anything hometown related, I think we got to talk about it. You know, anytime this man does anything, he sneezes, uh, he he makes a comment. We got to talk about it. It's Mister Lebron James the fifth. Um, he has signed a two-year contract extension worth like ninety-six million dollars in total, uh, with a player option in 2024-2025, I believe. Right, Mike? Um, yes. With the L.A. Lakers, you know, there was some speculation on LeBron possibly leaving after this year. There was some speculation that he wanted to see a lot of massive improvement. According to the reports, him, um, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook had a clear heart-to-heart with Coach Darvin Ham, and they're going to run the offense through Anthony Davis, which apparently was agreed upon until game one, where Russell Westbrook takes 17 threes. I, you know, I, I feel so bad for Frank Vogel yeah. because I can guarantee you yeah. they had the same meeting last yeah, year exactly. and said, we're going to run the offense through Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis yeah. said, well, I'm going to play 15 games. Yeah, exactly. So, so and then, yeah, we're not and, doing and, that. And I guarantee and you exactly. he's going to sit there and he's going to sit in his man cave, smoking a cigar, looking at the picture of him holding the NBA championship and going, it was all their fault. It was all their fault. Because he got the raw end. He was the fall guy, right? Clearly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Le- LeBron staying in L.A. for the next two years. Just, yep. you know, as we kind of wait for Kevin Durant to figure out what the hell he's going to do um, or what the Nets are going to do, I guess. What a yeah. disaster that is. Um, thoughts I- on him staying in L.A.? Do you think it's the right move for him? Um, it's one of those situations where it's like, who else is going to pay him? I mean, everybody would pay him, I guess. But, like, from a financial standpoint, can you pay him? Where would he want to go from a business standpoint? Because I think at this point, and I don't mean this to sound derogatory, but I feel like he's just kind of playing to went to get the scoring title. Yes, and then he's done. Like I very like well, like I think he's got two motivations, right? This son's the other one. Yes, but I think it's very far and away like secondary. Goes, what if Bronny's not good enough? Like yeah. I know we all like to think that this dude's going to be like amazing, but like what if he's like a forty-six pick? <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? So so so. Uh, <laughs> I think this is like part of the LeBron master plan. First yeah. of all, is on the brownie part, is once that once that kid goes to college. Yeah. Now, I think a fun, interesting note there was yeah. apparently Oregon was like the number one school recruiting him or something. Yes. Michigan was in that. the top four though. Yeah. So I thought that was fun. I was like, yeah. oh, what if? Well, we talked about that when Juwan got yeah, hired. Yeah, when Juwan got Howard, it was like, like you had a you good know, shot him with him and Wayne Wade's kid as well. Yeah, they had good shots with both of yep. them. Um. But I do think that when he – because he's going to be a one-and-done in college, almost guaranteed. Yeah, unless he's – yeah, I'm interested to see Even that. if he's yeah. bad, I think he's going to be a one-and-done in college. Yeah. Um, I think that there's a good – like, you have that open chance mm-hmm. where he's in the draft. Even if he should go 55, yeah. is LeBron's going to go, 
wherever Bronny goes. Yeah. Like next maybe day, a, maybe I'm like signing. A, maybe a playoff team, right, takes that late first rounder yeah. and they go, let me just take Bronny. I can get LeBron for maybe a year. Yeah. And, push and if you us can, over the top. And, you, and if you can get yeah. playmaking LeBron with young Bronny right. and whatever team you have as a maybe playoff contending team, I think you could actually. Do you possibly think that could also be? I know we're talking about something that's like three years in advance, right? Yes. But like. Do you think that if you're a coach, though, you go, I don't want Bronny because now I got Bronny's dad, one of the greatest top five classical players ever, yeah. staring at me when I'm making corrections on Bronny, and LeBron goes, don't listen to him. Like, you know that would be mean? really funny. Yeah. Like, that is funny. Because you know, we, we've both been around sports where you go, certain dads come out there and be like, don't listen to your coach. Just uh, listen to what I'm saying to yeah. you. And that's going to happen. Yeah, I do think there is a part of um, – I think a, I think the only coach that would take Bronny yeah. is someone like a Greg Popovich, even though he won't be yeah, there yeah, like at that time or whatever. Yeah. But someone who's experienced like enough, like Eric Spoelstra, will take yeah. him, mm-hmm. and LeBron will go there because he's like he gets okay. drafted by wherever Doc Rivers somehow magically gets another job, and LeBron just goes, he's not going there. He pulls on the eye, Manning. He's not. Going he's there. not going to that he's team. Not yes. going there. Um, <laughs> it's, so, it's so bad. It's so. Bad. Yeah. So that's 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 the the yeah. first part is I don't think he's actually going to be good enough to be. Amazing NBA player, but I do think it's the incitement of I get to get LeBron too. Yeah, is that's gonna it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna rise the stock up a right. lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, second of all, yeah, going back to the Lakers, um, I think it's probably one of your only moves. Yeah, and like you said, it's it's all about the scoring title mm-hmm. for him at this point. Yeah, um, he is. 1293 points or something away yeah, it's i think i think it's i think they said that if he plays every game and averages like 23 points a game He's he'll get it. it by game like 60 or something like that like that's like the average it comes mm-hmm. out to or something so he's practically unless he gets hurt gonna get it this year at the very least or very right. worst probably gets it next year right so it's just inevitable it's gonna be coming and i think the lakers i think he realizes aren't gonna be very good so he could just put up 30 points a game and get that scoring title faster. Does that hurt him, though, in in some regards, right? Because, like, Jordan doesn't have the title, right? Like, Kareem does, right? But that hasn't stopped anybody from, like, going that route. And, you know, because from a, you know, we've talked in Nazi about the championship thing, right? We're both in agreement that that it's kind of out passe at this point. But at the same time, you're going back to a team that you don't think is necessarily going to be championship bound, Mm -hmm. right? You're going for the scoring title. If it's kind of all kind of assumed by the mass public that that's why you're coming back, do you think at some point that kind of degrades a little bit his last couple of years where it's like, okay, great, you got the scoring title because you've been playing since you're 18. You played 25 seasons. Like, yeah. I would hope you get it type Yeah. Deal. I, I mean, I think there's part of that. I think the other – I think the hard thing about that is he never has been – I think it's like such a great accomplishment for him because he's not naturally just a score type of person. Yeah. He is like a pass first kind of guy. Yeah. So for like, for like yeah. it'd be weird if you were like, okay, if you ask like someone who doesn't watch a lot of basketball mm-hmm. but knew like Michael Jordan and LeBron's games and said, "Who do you think has the scoring title?" Yeah. Everyone on earth would be like Jordan or Kobe has it. Right. It's like, "No, no, LeBron has it." It's yeah. like the guy who passes a lot has right. it. Like, right. I think it's just one of those like so rare accomplishment things. Oh, yeah, it's like absolutely. it's like this guy who's a pass first guy wins the scoring title. I think it's, it's wild. It's weird actually, and I think that like in broken. ten years, yeah, when LeBron's like long, long gone, mm-hmm. it's good. You're gonna look back and be like, oh, like you're not gonna be like, but you're not gonna add the but yeah. to the scoring title. You will now yeah. when he gets it. You're gonna be like, but it took him twenty four years to yeah, get right. it. Like it, like in ten years, twenty yeah. years from now, you're gonna be like, yeah, LeBron's number one all time scorer. Yeah, and that makes sense. And there's right? not gonna be yeah. the. But he had to play 25. It's yeah. like he's just the all-time I just, scorer. You know, it's weird for me because as somebody who wants, you know, 
who feels like one of the he, there's a few guys right that we've talked about before right like the Tom Brady's the the Tiger Woods uh, where it's like they're the ultimate competitor mm-hmm. right and I do feel like LeBron should be kind of classified in that maybe not to Jordan levels Jordan we've seen was a freak yeah. right he was a whole nother level of craziness uh-huh. when it came to that but at the same time it does feel like LeBron should be at least in the conversation of like he he is a good competitor right you can yes. tell you there are games that you can go back to and go. Yeah. That was a different man. Like, yes. there's just games where you go, he didn't smile. He didn't do anything. He took his mouth guard out, took some water, didn't talk to anybody. Like, he was yeah. just, he was in our own own world, right? Yeah. We saw it here in Detroit. Um, do you feel like that kind of, like, tarnishes that a little bit, knowing that, okay, you're playing for the scoring title. Yeah, you're going to get the scoring title. But if you guys go 42 and 40 next year, mm-hmm. like, does that does that hurt that, that motif a little bit where it's like, okay, you're just doing it for the stats now rather than doing it to win? Does yeah. that does that does that compute at all? Because I don't I don't necessarily know how that's gonna be how it's gonna feel. I don't if the Lakers win another championship, this is all a moot conversation. Yeah. But like I just don't think they're in that mode. No. I think the Lakers are. I don't think LeBron is though. No. I think LeBron is like, listen, man, I'm just trying to get a couple things checked off here, and yeah. then I'm gonna be on my way. I'm making billions. It's yeah. fine. I do think the the one title yeah. helps everything that he's yeah. doing in la a lot yeah because i know he did get it done because he because he right. did get it done like right. he gets compared to like like everyone right now is on this big train of like oh he's not even the best la team it's the clippers i'm like yeah, yeah you but you know what the clippers live... haven't done yeah got out got do to anything? the finals do anything they got you to can't... the conference finals once come on you can't i was like but that. it was like stuff like that where i'm like at least lebron was able to get it done yeah right. like katie went to brooklyn and couldn't get it and he done wants out now and right. now yeah he wants out now like like, I was like, LeBron went to L.A. and won you a championship there. Like, listen, in 2019, yeah. if LeBron came to the Pistons and won us a championship yeah. and that he wanted to stay five extra years no to win the scoring time, yeah, no I don't care. care. Yeah, he won right. you a championship. Who cares? Right. Like, he went to L.A., won you a championship. Mm-hmm. I'm like, even if you're like, oh, but he missed the playoffs the next year. Yeah. He missed the playoffs in year 20. Yeah. Right, I, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I mean, no, like, no, no. I'm just asking. I'm playing yeah. devil's advocate yeah. here. You like, know, if, you know my stance yeah. on it. But if if, just... if if the Brooklyn Nets didn't have a play in, they might have missed the playoffs too. Right. right. And KD's in the prime of his career, yeah. so I was I'm like, very oh, what, what we kind of see the narrative as it continues yeah. on, right? Because there's such a microscope on him, right? Like, there's a microscope on Tom Brady for missing a preseason game. I go, uh, he's in year 25. I don't think he needs to play in a preseason game. You know, um, so it's just an interesting take. Just wanted to get your thoughts on him coming back because I don't think I do think. To, to, to kind of contradict your point just a little bit, I do think that his L.A. Laker run as a whole has been a little bit unfulfilling for him yeah. as a person. Like, I think if he would have had a similar run, like, he, even though the Cavs only got one, mm-hmm. right, if he would have gone to a couple finals with yeah. this team. Because I do think, and we saw it last year a little bit, yeah. where we, we came on the air and we talked about, like, man, you had Westbrook, Davis, LeBron had 80 points, and they won 120 to 105. You yeah. go, that's what this team is potentially capable of, right? If we see that, you go, yeah. damn, this is a pretty damn good basketball I, team. I just almost think we'll see it Yeah, I think enough. I think I think the problem is, like you kind of do with the Cavs year, yeah. the, the second Cavs years where you had the four, I feel like every year – it's almost like the so like you can go like all right that 2019 Lakers team was just like a young team right so like there it was hard to be like oh like LeBron's gonna take and he got his first the groin injury so right. like he was out like half the season anyway second year he wins the title yeah. the third year is the year I feel like yeah. you should have went back yeah. but Anthony Davis got hurt and gets the Phoenix and that was his only first round exit ever and then this last year was just a disaster with everyone getting hurt and everyone's in and out whatever but like I think. 
for me, I think the biggest misplay for him on the Lakers is having too much trust in Anthony Davis. Yeah. And especially after his bubble run where you're like, this is what he could be at. Right. If and that Phoenix sense of security. Yeah, listen, yeah. in that if that Phoenix series he had that Anthony Davis. Right. They win that series. They win that series. They right. probably go on to at least the Western Conference Finals. Right. And then, you yeah, know, you can say feel, what you want to do at that point. And it wouldn't feel as big of like a weird lull, right? Cuz yeah. it just it, it, like and I think like if you if the if bubble you, title still also kind of feels like there's a little bit like people are like, yeah, that was the bubble. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, I don't but think I that's feel, fair. I feel like if his career if his Laker run is missed the playoffs but he was hurt, championship conference finals miss the playoffs but then you could put the asterisk that everyone right, on the right, team sucked and right, was hurt yeah like i don't think the lakers run looks Looking as bad. bad that first yeah. round exit i think yeah. is the one that's like right. man i wish you could have done something more right. but there was really nothing yeah. else you could do in that mm-hmm. series like yeah. once anthony davis went down you're kind of screwed screwed For so sure. yeah just it was just, just kind of unfortunate and hopefully like the best case hey, scenario knows, this next year if yeah. everyone plays well and Anthony they Davis plays, run. if if Anthony Davis is bubble Anthony Davis, where people were comparing him to say he was better than Giannis at one point, yeah. which how crazy of a take yeah. is that? Well, in twenty because Giannis, Giannis hadn't won yet. In twenty twenty, everyone was like, I would take Anthony Davis ages over yeah. Giannis. Giannis, and now bounced in the second round, getting upset by the Heat, and yeah. then Anthony Davis has played twelve games since the bubble. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like if if you get that bubble Anthony Davis yeah. for. 60 games plus playoffs. Yeah. I think this team could actually be good. Yeah. It's just you need that Anthony Davis there, and you Lack don't. He depth. literally. Staggering. He takes four steps and then breaks his hammy. So yeah, I, I don't exactly. know. Exactly. I don't know anymore. Uh, shifting focus a little bit, talking about our hometown, Detroit Pistons. Um, You know, you brought up an interesting stat. We talked a couple months ago when the NFL schedule released, right? How about how the Lions? <laughs> yes. No preseason games. Or I'm not sorry, no preseason games. They need the preseason games. <laughs> yes. No, no primetime games, right? Outside of Thanksgiving, which yeah. is a tradition, right? So every game at 1 o'clock, right? Dan Campbell coming you know, out. Yeah, that is still the craziest thing to that me. That is the part that, that is weird. That every single yeah. game is Not even o'clock. a 4.30. Like, because it's an AFC team. They nope. have like the shortest travel ever. Like the farthest they go, I think... Yeah. Is like Carolina, right? Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. As, yeah. as like the farthest yeah. they go, like they don't go to the West Coast ever. Like that's just a fun nuke, but yeah. I think that is awesome. Like this so, is hysterical. And we talked about that right where you know Dan Campbell's like, I love it because it keeps us on the schedule, yeah. and everybody's I, like, cool. I, and I'm personally okay with it. Too. I personally it gets, like it too because as we know, we watch Lions games together at times where it's like, hey, the Lions won. It makes watching the rest of football so much better because then you're like, you're looking forward to other games. When they lose, it sucks. Because yeah. I'm like, I'm but it's also game. like the yeah. idea of like, okay, you play on the like, you get Thursday. my team out of the way, and then I've got. Everybody else, I can just enjoy the rest of football. Yeah, but yeah. it's even from like a you play on Monday, then you get the short week to Sunday, yeah. then you play on Thursday, yeah. and then you play on Monday. It's like you just like you don't know what. It feels like you never know when you're gonna play. Exactly. The Lions is like okay, I can tune in at one o'clock every yep. Sunday except Thanksgiving, and you know the Lions are gonna be on. Exactly. It's just such a nice like feeling right. as a casual fan, also just to like oh, know sure. that they're gonna be yeah. on at one o'clock. And then going back now to the to the topic at hand, the Detroit Pistons. Are in a very similar boat, right? Uh, they've got one primetime game, right? You said against the Sixers oh, on like January twentieth. Okay, think, or something. so one primetime game. It's a TNT know. game. There's been a lot of talk about this Detroit Pistons team by a lot of people, right? They're really excited about this young core that they're building. We've talked before how the expectations are kind of up and down depending on who you talk to. You talk to Mike; he's probably more on the logical train. I'm on the dr- you know drinking the Kool Aid train. I, mm-hmm. I I I get excited by young shiny toys. It's cool, but um. Thoughts on them not getting any primetime game because of the amount of, they do have quote unquote star power, right? Everybody loves the rookies, right? Everybody loves the young eccentric white, you know, like young guys where they're like, oh man, Kate Cunningham looks to be a star. Jaden Ivey could be a star. You know, we've seen guys like Shadiq Bay go crazy for 50, right? And it gets on Sports Center and is like a big highlight type deal. 
Thoughts on them? Just everyone's just being like, maybe we just pump the brakes and wait to see it before we mm-hmm. get excited about a thirty-five win team. I think uh, I think the hard part with the Pistons is, like you said, like they have Cade, yeah, yeah. and then they have a lot of unknowns, yeah. and even Cade isn't. I feel like in like the big picture eye, yeah, he's not is, on a yeah, he's not, yeah, he's not on a good basketball team yet, yeah. and he's not there. Right. Um, I do think when you get that TNT game in January twenty, I think that's probably the biggest game from a viewer to watch mm-hmm. because it's it is your one primetime game and if you have a really good game like people are going to be like oh okay look at this pistons team because right. like like you like shitty bay could go for 50 mm-hmm. on december 15th right. against dallas or whatever right. and like no one's going to really care right. like no one really pays attention right. it's like right. oh that because i know i know from personal experience right. i like tj warren goes off for 54 in indiana yeah and i don't even know yeah no uh, until a month a yeah. month or and then like a month later they're like did you know he had 54 yeah. no no idea <laughs> like so i i know people that are not pistons fans don't keep track with what the Pistons are doing. Right. And so I'm not shocked. They're like the Lions. I'm not shocked that they don't get more games. Yeah. Um, I do think if they do optimistically have a run like you're saying, where yeah. they much improve yeah. and they actually look competent and maybe are fighting for the mm-hmm. the plan, I do think next year yeah, people they could actually hey, be a team. A rising team. They could be they could be a team that can play like the Bulls on a on a ESPN game. And, and go, you go, I'll Okay, that. I'll watch that. Yeah. But right now if you put on Pistons Bucks for a TNT game, it's like I don't think I want to so watch Bucks that. By 30. Yeah. Okay, cool. Or like late like Warriors Pistons like or all the other way around, right? Oh okay we're gonna I, okay, maybe I'm going to watch to see the Bucks, but I'm not watching to watch the Pistons. Yeah. If you put Orlando and the Pistons on a prime, yeah. everyone goes, all right, what else is on? Yeah. This is terrible. Because, I know, like, again, from personal experience, there are a lot of times where you get, like, the like Sacramento and yeah. Indiana is on ESPN at 7. I go, yeah, that's not really the game I was looking for to watch at 7 o'clock. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, I'd the much rather. The 7 o'clock game is Dallas, LA, and you go, why can't I just get this? Yeah, now? why right. can't I can't be on the West Coast right now? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I'm not shocked. Yeah. Um, it's a wait and see thing. It is a wait sure. and see yeah. thing. It's to earn it. Just, sure. just like the Lions. If the Lions come out and play well, next year they could have three Monday night games or, even or something. Up to like week 12, right? Then they start getting flexed and everything else. Who knows, right? Yeah. If this team goes, starts on fire and they're 12 and 0 in the season. That's it's what's fun. I don't think any team could be told. No, I don't think so. I just wanted to schedules. see a reaction just to see no. if you'd just be like, come on, stop no. it. But, well, you know, we have fun. All right. Um, Shifty folks, let's talk about our um, – Oh no, we're not talking lions yet. Sorry, I got excited. We were talking, we were talking hard knocks earlier, and I got excited. We really had a pistons topic and said lions. I think more than pistons. Yeah, we suck. I know I it's know. fine. It's football season. But, yeah, we're almost there. Listen, Jay Ivey's good. We'll just leave it at that. Listen, I am. We'll just leave very, it at that. I'm very excited for this pistons team. Yeah, like legit excited. I know. I I, I, I was looking see... to win the debt da- when they play Dow's. They play them on a day that's not crazy, so I might go. Oh, there we go. There we go. It's like uh, December first or something. Fancy, and I was fancy. like, I like that. You I'll wear my for my birthday, jerk. You should, you should take me for my birthday, Jerk. Oh, crap. That's right. Mine's, mine's closer. <laughs> Both in December. I love it. Um, all right. Let's just focus here a little bit. Anyway. Let's, go, let's go to the Jerk. squared circle here. Um, some big WWE news coming out this past week. Uh, big, depending on who you are, I guess. But So, it looks like WWE NXT UK oh, this is, where we're going. is okay. no more. Yeah. Easy, Phil. <laughs> okay. We'll talk Clash of the Castle next week. Don't worry. Um, but NXT UK looks yes. to be kind of going away, right? And in its place is NXT Europe, whatever that okay. means, in 2023. Um, thoughts on the expansion? Do you care? Do you hope it's better 
promoted than before. Um, I don't know. There were some people that got released because of this, right? Like Flash Morgan Webster kind of got released. A couple other guys, um, you know. But like, I don't. I feel like NXT UK is just kind of like, hey, we're over here. But and they never even got back to like crowds with wrestling. They were always in that studio, so it's like. They never really recovered after. Oh COVID. yeah, I know they had the small yeah. Re- yeah. Like, so it was thing, like, but it, like after they, when COVID they look, hit, it really hurt. They that brand. they look like they were just like impact wrestling. Yeah, that's what it looked like. So it's it's it was weird, right? So clearly there's kind of been a disconnect there, right? Even mm-hmm. though I would say there's some good talent over there, I think the UK scene yeah. when they first established NXT UK, I thought the UK independent wrestling scene was really at a fever pitch. Like there was a lot of guys coming out of there. Yeah. The Pete Duns, the, even like Marty Skrull, those guys. Even though they're in Ring of Honor, they were going back it just felt like there's a lot of guys will osprey was over there at the time yeah you know um but it's kind of been kind of dripped off a little bit right even those companies like progress and those rev pro uk have kind of taken a bit of a step back so Mm -hmm. um due to covid so now we're going nxt europe so we're taking everything not just the uk do we think it's going to be you think it's going to be better worse the same do you care 2023 is reportedly when it's going to happen i'm assuming we're going to get some tournaments pretty soon, I'm sure. Once you know, once they kind of establish the brand and establish new champions, yeah. we saw Tyler Bate show up on NXT. So there's clearly going to be some sort of unification type deal to kind of bring any guy that they want from the UK roster, bring him over to NXT, which I think should help mm-hmm. with some depth there. I that's the part I like the most yeah. is get rid of NXT UK and just kind of put yeah. put up on NXT. Right. But not expand to NXT Europe. Just keep yeah. them on. Like I, I feel like NXT would be awesome with like Tyler yeah. Bates and all those oh, yeah, guys there, sure. like yeah. Trent Sevens and all those. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, please give me all of that. Um, and they I, started that a little bit, right? You know, yes, the, yeah. You know, JD McDonough coming over now, right? Mm-hmm. Just challenge for the title. Yeah, yeah. I am a. I'm not a big fan of this NXT Europe idea. Um, I'm. I will be honest. I'm not a big NXT guy. Yeah. In general. Right. So like. If I'm not gonna watch like my main guys, the, the yeah. main products, right? I'm it's gonna be gonna it's gonna be that. really hard for me to go branch out on on Peacock, nonetheless, yes. to go try to find NXT UK. I feel like if it was on the network, I would have a little bit more reason to go see it because Peacock is sucks. I hate Pe- Peacock. Peacock's so rough. Yeah, it's to, not to good. find stuff. So it's like, not good. it's not even just like accessible half yeah, the time it's for not. me. You got to go look for stuff. And it's I'm like, fun. I'm not gonna look for NXT because no. I'll never remember it's on. Exactly. Then the the WWE Network would just have it like on the on main there. screen. Like, hey, it's live. It'll be like, hey, it's happening. Oh, okay, and you're click. like, oh, I forgot. All right, yeah. my bad. Um, it doesn't yeah. too. It's on UK time, so it's at like two o'clock in the afternoon. It, it's like three that o'clock. Sucks. Yeah, so that I'm like, I, I always forget. I just forget it's on. And I see it on well, YouTube. I'm working. I'm, We're working. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. work till four or five o'clock, so it's like I'm not gonna go back after that and go watch it. Like, yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, so yeah, it, 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 it's like it's one of those things where it's like, man, if like independent wrestling just shot up through a wall in the last like four or five years, mm-hmm. to where it's really hard to like want to watch NXT other stuff. When it's like, all right, am I gonna watch NXT UK or am I gonna watch like and, Ring of Honor? And two, because and it like, does, well, and it does feel like too NXT as in general, and we're gonna see as as we kind of continue under the Triple H umbrella how NXT kind of evolves, right? But yeah. especially with the with the start of AEW now too, they took all these big name independent guys and they went, oh, we're just gonna throw them all on main screen television. So if you wanted that indie fix of your favorite guys not in WWE, you're gonna watch AEW now. You're yes. not watching. 
the NXTs because NXT was doing that. You brought in Kevin Owens. You brought in Sami Zayn. You brought in Adam Cole. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, really what it was was... was, That's why you watched NXT. Yeah, AEW was just NXT. Yeah, on steroids. That's what AEW is. is. And and, and that's not a dig because as we talked about before at the NXT was awesome. awesome. NXT was the best show in WWE television for a couple years. It was... Like consistently with yes. New Japan, probably the best wrestling show. Yes, in because general. it was wrestling. It was quality matches, bell to bell for a whole card. Yeah, you, like you couldn't tell me that you would rather watch any other wrestling show than NXT. Which one was it? New Orleans Takeover, yep. New Orleans, mm-hmm. the one where you had like the six man ladder match, yeah. the the yep. triple threat tag, yep. the Champa Gargano, the yep. first one or whatever, mm-hmm. yep. and then you had like Alistair Black and I think Andrade for the NXT title or something. That's like right. yep. like that show, Tim, you, you, end you to end. that end to end. Yeah, I don't like could rival literally any yep. show you could think of almost yep. outside of like dominion 2018 was oh, probably God. one of the best shows i've ever that watched was, was, but outside of that it's like it's really like it's yeah. like a top three show i think i've ever watched right bell the bell right so it's like one of those where it's like that's what nxc was doing for since like late 2016 to like middle 2019 yeah there they was literally run. takeover was like i have to watch takeover right, right. like you have to watch yeah, they it because it was awesome Barclays and that sort of yes. thing so i'm interested to see it from a business standpoint okay. i totally understand why they're going to europe i really do um, you know, a lot of unfortunate because you can't go over there a ton, right? So why not have your own brand? You know, at one point when they did the NXT UK thing, there was plans on doing like an NXT China. There was a, there was yeah. plans to do like these little hubs, basically mm-hmm. all around the world, right? Which I was like, wow, that is a that's a massive undertaking, right? Of, of yeah. stuff to do. So I'm interested to see the strategy. Just kind of want to get your take on it because you know NXT UK is going away. Um, speaking of some backstage stuff though, and some business going on. What in the world is going on with all elite wrestling in their world title scene, Mike? Because, you know, we heard last week that there's going to be it's Punk versus Moxley title for title. Not at all out yet, although mm-hmm. that's also reportedly the plan to do it then. But we're also doing it on free TV. Yes. And as your boy Rob famously says, stop doing giving away things on television when you only have four pay-per-views a year. Thoughts? You texted yeah. me and you go, I don't understand, and I went, I'm, yeah, I'm flabbergasted. Yeah, the the first part about that was the weirdest thing was yeah. I don't even know if like the commentators knew because when you yeah. when you watch it back, yeah. when they came out the second time mm-hmm. and did the, like the mid episode brawl because they did the first one yeah. where he called everyone out, then they did a mid episode <laughs> one, and I think Jr. was like, man, I can't wait to watch this at the pay per view, yeah. and then later in the show. They announced the match for next week, and then JR said, "Oh, I guess we're getting it next week instead." And I was like, "It doesn't even sound like they knew. Like it, it literally sounded it sounded what, a little bit too ad hoc. Well, like, well, yeah, screw it. Let's just put it on. Yeah, yeah. Like, what it, what it really sounded like, like to me, and then the reports kind of back it up. But I don't think it's probably fully what happened. Was they sent Punk out to set it up for All Out, and then Punk said, "Hey, hey, man, where are you at?" And Tony Khan said. Fuck this guy. Put it on next week. We're right. we're taking well, it off of him. Good. Like and that's and that's yeah. that's where I'm getting like the vibe of is is fuck you. Yep. Screw yep. you. Yep. Like why would you do that? You made right. Heyman look stupid. Yep. We're take the title off you next and week. Now, and that's the interesting part, right? Because we we've all gone under the assumption that oh, it's definitely Punk. He's gonna keep the title yeah. and we're gonna roll. Yes. Right. Like that's where we're going. That's why you kept the title. So now have Moxley. Going, doing some really good work. It, I mean, it, really. The good hard, work. the hard thing too, 
is Moxley is so good right now yes. that like if Moxley was like if you lose it's if like, he was like oh, average or he was just, like he was just like above average he yeah. was just kind of like maintaining or if but you established a new guy like yeah Wardlow or, won it and you go okay Punk's gonna take it Wardlow got the rub and yeah he and got a little bit of time with it or whatever yeah. but like Moxley's literally been the second best world champion yeah, in the entire fire. world yeah, right now so fire. it's it's really hard to be like we're gonna stop this train right now when you could have literally i can name like 10 guys to yeah. just come in and fight him at all out in full gear yeah, and right. they'd be, probably be a little better than him and would give right now. was just fantastic yeah god it's just so and that and that's so that's that's the hard part which i think actually whether this ends up at the very end being all a shoot or yeah. whatever or not I think it adds a lot of intrigue into the match because now there is the man Punk could actually lose. Like everyone's going in going eighty five Punk fifteen Moxley oh, yeah, probably, absolutely. but now it's like really I don't think it's that. I far. hope we don't even get to the point where they make entrances. I really don't because I don't I, either. I, because I don't I don't think that even with the with Punk going off script and the reports that Punk is unhappy, among other people, apparently he went off script and it made Hangman look really bad, which you can go back and be like, this is a cluster. This is a total disaster. Uh-huh. And I can feel like Tony Khan's like, can we go to commercial, please? Yeah. Like, it felt, it, it felt, everyone's like, yeah, this is good. But at the same time, it's like, it's not. Well, because the, it doesn't, so, do, it's not good just, the, for the future. The the first six minutes yeah. was awesome. Right, because they were giving because, each other back and forth. Well, no, no, like when he called out Hangman, it yeah. was like, oh, that's awesome. But and because, then like, no but then, but then you get no response. And then you're like, yeah. oh, and then when you hear the report after that, like, he, Hangman wasn't even there. And he wasn't and like, supposed, he, he wasn't to, supposed say to say that. Then yeah. it's like, oh, now it's bad. Right. But like originally, you're like, oh, this is getting really good. Like, yeah. he's, he's like starting to plant the seeds right. for a Hangman thing. Yeah. And now it's like not even. And I don't even think that was a smart play, even if that was the plan, because you have a world, undisputed world title match between your two biggest baby faces. Yeah. Why I you don't need to mention Hangman. You just beat him clean, straight yeah. up in the middle of the ring. One, two, three. Yeah. You don't need to mention that. You don't need to mention that you just beat uh, you know this guy or that guy. You you've got the you've got the world title right there mm-hmm. in front of you. So I am I'm I'm intrigued as hell for sure. For one thing, I really hope we don't actually see a match. If we see this match and then they try to give it to us again, mm-hmm. like say we get a schmaz finish. And then we get it again at the pay per view. Yeah, I don't want to hear another thing about WWE doing stupid rematches like this because this is this is the most WWE thing they've done. Yeah, is is give me that. Ma- it's usually the other way. You give me the pay per view match on Sunday, and then I get the rematch the next night. Yeah, I I I, I have a I have a semi feeling that this will end up not even being a one on one match, and yeah. someone's gonna interfere to make it a multi-man match or something yeah. i mean there's reports that mgf is coming back relatively soon so yeah. which once again and, and so the thing is if you call out hangman even though hangman's gonna be in the trio he's not gonna be in he's gonna be in the corner for the trio so he's not right. even a part of right. whatever world title they're doing now he like he has a reason now to like yeah. you could just shove him in there but and take you, a but, fall yeah but are we yeah exactly are you you're not gonna put the top back on him you no, can't no. so it's like and then it goes back to i i think i think if you want to if you were Tony right now, I think... I wish people I would... had a camera on Mike right now because Mike's shaking his head because he's like, "This is we're, we're having to do mental gymnastics yeah. to make what Punk did and his unprofessionalism fit 
into yeah. some overarching storyline because ten usually AEW has a plan. We're like, why? And they go, oh, that's yeah. why. And here's the thing: this doesn't make any in sense. In three weeks from now, yeah. we could be talking and go, that was the coolest thing they've ever done, or something. Yeah. If they come up with something, I think the only thing to me that would make sense, unless you could think of something that makes more sense than this, yeah. is at this point they have this match. Hangman comes out, interferes. They have the three way, and Moxley pins Hangman. Yeah, see, it's probably the best way I could get out of it. Yeah, kill but then you get, yeah, but then you kill, kill Hangman. Kills but then just throw him in the trios thing. And, and that's the thing too. And I, I know some people like to balk, you know, especially wrestling purists, right? Like losing doesn't kill somebody. I agree, it doesn't if you if it's the right circumstance. However, Hangman hasn't done anything of substantial note since he lost the title. Mm-hmm. So you, he was in the Fatal Four Way. Played a non-factor in the IWGP World Title match, right? Yeah. And then now he's in the corner of the Dark Order, not even part of the Dark Order in this trios titles match yeah. as of yet. I'm gonna say that with a I, I think he'll eventually get right. in there, but. but like right now he's yeah. backing up, you know, ten out over and, exactly. Yeah. So it's like K. Okay. Um, so I just, I just, I don't get it. I don't understand. And and I guess in my mind the way I get there is we don't even get this match. Maybe they walk down to the ring I, and then. Jericho appreciation. Somebody interferes before the match even starts, and then we get it. Yeah. But even then, it's like, then why? Why are you doing this? It feels so much like, well, let's advertise it to pop a rating, mm-hmm. but then we're not really going to give it to you, so you have to watch the pay per view. It goes, okay, that's fine in, in theory, but that, yeah. that's a rough one. That's yeah. a really rough. And one I, and I was, I was also like, I forgot it was for titles. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, you could pull off. A thirty-minute time limit. Yeah, you can't pull off a sixty-minute time limit with these two. No, they will. They will actually die if they go. Mm-hmm. Punkmore would die. Yeah, yeah, I think Moxley die. could probably survive sixty, given the good. type of match. It wouldn't. But be. Punk could not go good. sixty. I don't believe. No. And so I, I'm like, I don't. I, I don't very want much that. Feels like they're booking on the fly, and that's not a good sign. Tony, yeah, that's so. So that was that's the one thing that I think WWE I would give slightly more credit to yeah. is Tony Khan is much better booking. Like booking, booking, like yeah. he will give you a nice story for a year or two or something yeah. and pay it off and everything. Mm-hmm. But if something doesn't go right, WWE is much better at going, we'll just fill someone in there right. and it and, works. Yeah, WWE's philosophy is always if you can't deliver the advertised match, then we have to give you somebody better than the advertised yeah. match. Like they always try to take it out. So, okay, uh, Roman's not here tonight. Okay, fine. We're going to give you Drew McIntyre and um kevin owens right yeah. like that like the, in that case right like we're gonna give you this banger of match that we saw on monday night whatever yeah. so i am and and here's the reason why i say this and people are gonna be like oh he's a wwe guy but here's the reality of it is if you can't predict what your world champion is gonna go out there and say to an extent where it's like he's supposed to be building this awesome this crowning moment match at all out right you've you your injury set up a nice little like accidental. Oh shit! We can have a undisputed world title match now, mm-hmm. where we can put Moxley and Punk in, in a title for title. That's the biggest main event you're ever gonna have up to this point. And so, and to then have him pivot, and you go, what is happening here? Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense to me. So I am beyond intrigued yeah. by what's going to happen. So if that's the goal, hook me up. But this is the second time now, the first being the MJF missing autograph sessions where I go, if you're just doing this to get me to tune in and then you don't deliver anything at all, mm-hmm. it's going to start to wear thin because mm-hmm. it's the same shit that WWE does where you go, don't get, don't advertise Kofi Kingston versus whoever the Universal Champion was at the time, title for title, Seth Rollins, I think, 
and then give me three minutes and then it be a schmoz. Don't do that shit. Yeah. I, everybody loses their freaking mind. Yeah, I was trying to like the only other thing I I was thinking yeah. of was if they if like they both come out and like Blackpool Combat Club comes out and FTR yeah. comes out and they right. set up like a six band. That's fine. But that's, but that's fine. But that's not in like either one's character to want to no. do either. No. You know what I mean? Like Kofi and Rollins, I'm like that kind of makes sense yeah. that they wouldn't want to actually do title for title. Right. Like at the end of it, like right. once they're about to wrestle, it's like actually yeah, I'd rather just we're both world champions. I don't show. We're good. We're yeah, good. like I don't I don't need that. Yeah. Like Moxley and Punk's characters are like I want to beat you up and beat you. Yeah. Right. So like I feel like yeah. it's like we're gonna change to a six man just like it's underlies bad. it. This is um, it's, it's not good. At the yeah. end of the day, this is I, not I good. can't I can't outside of putting Hangman in it now yeah. think of a way where it works. Yeah. It, it, they're they're in trouble on a lot of different fronts because you now talk about like the MJF stuff and he's reported to be coming back pretty soon. Who in AEW and who is Tony Khan allowing this to be leaked out where MJF is reported to be coming back yeah. relatively soon for a, for a storyline that's supposed to be quote unquote real to then have Dave Meltzer come on but yeah he's gonna be coming back here in the next month or so. What you can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we all know at this point, it's clearly a storyline. You don't allow somebody to go on your yeah. television. I, I, mean, I, will, I will say, I think it's like 65% storyline. I do think MGF will eventually get out. Oh, and I definitely leave, think he's unhappy. But, but I, yeah. I think at yeah. the end of the day, it's like, you hey. You don't let somebody gonna... who's that disgruntled go out. If he's that unhappy, go out on your television and cuss you out like that. And then be like, oh, yeah, no, this is totally cool. Yeah. And, and That's, go that route. You know what's funny? Unless you know okay, I'm going to write it for you, and I'm okay with it. The funny thing is, I think that's the problem with getting older and being a WWE fan. It's like, if I was, like, nine years old, oh, yeah, I'm losing th- my this mind. would be the greatest, yeah, like, television mind. of yeah, all time. Sure. But now it's, like, knowing that it's, like, 90% well, internet, fake. Yeah, and in the internet. If you didn't have the internet, right? It would be a lot easier to be like, if this is 1992, yeah. and, and then, you know, Hulk Hogan comes out and runs this thing, and you go, oh, my gosh. Like, the NWO does not work in 2022. Yeah. It worked in 1996 because you go, that's Razor Ramon and, and, and yeah. Diesel are on WCW television. They're invading. Yeah. In reality, you read on, like, oh, okay, so Scott Hall just signed for five years for $400 million. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's different. So it just it's one of those things where it's like I feel like this is a situation where the internet and this, the internet fan base that is so diehard is kind of coming back to bite them in the ass a little bit because mm-hmm. it's like now we're, we're, we're booking on the fly, which on some cases like, oh, you never know what's going to happen. But in, there are certain scenarios where you go, no, no, no. This is what's happening. This is the arc. This is where we're going. And I feel like Punk going off script like that and totally blowing everything up is Tony Khan being like, son of a bitch. Like, what are, yeah. you, what are you doing? Yeah, I really I, – I wouldn't be shocked to see Moxley win and this be like a little punishment for Punk to go. I won't be shocked to see Punk leave. I wouldn't be either. Like, seriously, because it's clear now that he just does not want to be a wrestler. I think he wants to be a wrestler in his own world where he always goes over and everyone just goes, this is his idea. He wants to do it. Okay, cool. Yeah. And he just runs with it. He's had problems everywhere he's been at yeah. some point. So it's like, I don't know what else you can do. Mm-hmm. He's been world champion. He's doing this. He's doing that. I don't know. I just, yeah. I don't get it. It's interesting. But Rob, right. we can get to a slightly happier note. Yes. But not, not football yet. Oh. Because we missed the biggest thing that happened on the show. Kenny Omega's back. Yes, that's true. He is back. He's back. He, I, I don't think he's a hundred percent still. You know, I don't think thing. so. Now I shoulder. do think the the thing on his shoulder, maybe not like everything. Mm-hmm. I do think a lot of it. Like I think the moves he was doing mm-hmm. was a work. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think he's actually like 
messing up to mess no. up. Like like when he did the the you can't escape and yeah. he like flipped and missed. Yeah. And he was just laughing about it. I was like, I think he's actually just like missing it on purpose. Yeah. And so and that's gonna be storyline where he's gonna yeah. slowly build back up to be. No, I had no problem with how his performance was. Quite frankly, I'm no. just happy to see him back. The yeah. fact that he's back and he feels like he is he is healthy enough to be back. I think that's yeah. important. That's that's really the big thing for them is to get him yeah. back. The crazy the thing form. was was it commentary or someone else was like said that he was ready. He was ready. Air quotes at Forbidden Door. And they just kind of kept him off. I was no like, way. there ain't no way no you're way. ready he for Rendor. But so, ready, yeah. someone mentioned it, and I was like, I don't the, think you would have. You, Kenny Omega is the only is the biggest crossover guy you had for that show. Yeah. If you would have, you mean to tell me right now? Well, you I think okay, won. okay. I'll put it. I think he was like, like he could have gone, gone, but it would have been smart. But it wouldn't yeah. have been a good idea. Like yeah, it would have been like if you played WWE. Uh, uh, GM mode. Yeah. The guy has like 17 like stamina left, and it's like I can put him in this match, yeah. but he will be gone for seven weeks after. Right? Do yeah. I want to use him exactly. still? It's kind of like the idea. So, so yeah, so Kenny's back as well. That was big news. Um, it was one of those things where I feel like it, it didn't get the just desserts because it was kind everyone. Of everybody, went, everyone. Oh, okay, yeah. so it's Kenny. Um, but it was, do, it was yeah. awesome though. Yeah, right. It was great. Like I said, great to see him back. The fact that him and like Brian are back, like they're starting to get a little more healthy on the roster. Yeah, that can only help overall, right? Yes. So I am just fascinated by this CM Punk situation because it's it's one of those scenarios where you just go, where do you go? I'm very because it's been a lot of rainbows and sunshines for AEW, right? Mm-hmm. This is the shit where you go, can Tony mm-hmm. being the being the guy handle? All these personalities and the politics and everything else, because at the end of the day, that's what killed WCW. So mm-hmm. it's like you have to be able to manage this stuff and be like, get this shit under control. And sometimes that means CM Punk's no longer on a roster, or we got to let this guy go for X reason. Maybe we just give the title back to Kenny Omega. Maybe I'm okay with that. I, shit. I got a lot of people. I a like very, a very healthy right Kenny Omega would be awesome. Yeah. It was nice to see the uh, Pac on television for the first time since he won the All Atlantic title too. That was yeah. kind of nice. He said, "You know, it's crazy. He said five title defenses though." I know. And yet, it okay. It, it's one of those situations where it's like that's fine, yeah. but he's not. It's not on my television screen no, on Wednesday fine. nights, and that's the part that's frustrating. Yeah. So I'm like, God bless it. So I don't know. That's, that's well. Amazing. That uh, I will. I, to, I understand to, the point of the title. Yeah, the I title just, is not like just yeah, like specific. But I AEW want title. it. But you need to have title defense, like. Then put it on, you know, on you know. It was. Rampage I was gonna say. Whatever. I was gonna say it was on dark. Yeah. Oh, great dark. Yeah. It was a main event of like dark okay, elevation cool. or something. Yeah. Hard pass. Anyway, let's let's move forward a little bit here. Let's talk some Detroit Lions here. Okay. Uh, Hard knocks. You know, episode two. We got a good look at the first preseason game. Um, we got you know some of the big takeaways. I thought my personal opinion was how Deuce Staley is refusing to allow DeAndre Swift to be anything but amazing. He's like, you are okay. going to figure this out. So, you are going to be good, and if it kills me, so I will kill you. Listening to, to listening to other people, yeah. I really hope it's not the case. Do you what? do you think he is just playing this up for the cameras, or do you no, think this is like I he, think he's a freak of nature? Okay, I do. Because I I think, I, I think care, and I think that because they are former players, they're like, yeah. no, listen. So, some of them, like I was like, okay, so here, so when I was watching it, yeah, right, the, the preseason game yeah. thing. And it's like, okay, so he misses the hole. Right. So he takes him out, puts Jamal in for a play or two right. or whatever. I yeah. was like, okay, that's normal. Yeah. He starts yelling at him, whatever. Right. Puts him back in, and then he, like, runs three more plays, comes back out, and he, like, 
okay, now remember that first play, you missed the hole. That time you got, I was like, okay, we still bring up this missing yeah. the hole thing. Right. Okay. They score the, tu- he scored, he, he, he scores scored. the touchdown, <laughs> comes off the field, do say, he goes, yeah, yeah, but remember that first play where you missed the hole? I was like, okay. Yeah. But I, can you, we get over this miss the whole thing? I, th- I think it's more of the situation where, I think in the NFL though, I think that I think what he's trying to get across there a little bit is like you had an opportunity to take that sixty yards to the house, yeah, and that we have to take we have to take that now rather than yeah we scored, but what if Goff fumbles the next play? Yeah, like you misreading that you you have to be better because yes. you're not going to see that. I think that's more like the no. NFL way of like every like hey good job. But you can still be better. Yeah, I think I agree. Kind of Just how it to goes. me, it was like I did think it was funny how he kept going back. Hey, great job! But you still suck because of this. Yeah, I like that hilarious. was the one thing. Was like yeah. was like after the fourth time, I was like, we yeah. really don't need to bring up the first play of the right. game. Right. Again. Yeah. Right. Like I was like I was like you could also just give him credit for the other six plays that he got like ten yards on because yeah. that offensive line was literally just dismantling whatever Atlanta had out there for that first drive, <laughs> which was hysterical. <laughs> Um, I just love how immediately it's it's one of those situations. I don't know how you felt about it, but the David Blau storyline throughout the episode made me. It's like that when you watch a movie and you're like, uh, you know, it's like awkward comedy or like like somebody goes up to a stand up comedy and they do terrible and you want they want you to feel that awkwardness for them. Yeah. It felt like that for me because I'm like, they're like, oh, David Blau. And I'm like, oh, God, he's going to fumble and lose this game. Yeah. And you know it's coming. Yeah. And it's one of those situations where it's like, you feel so bad because they're building all this stuff up. And then at the last, and then he's like, oh, David Blau, you know, he's talking about his wife and this yeah. and that. I didn't Trying to make that. him feel like he's like this up and comer, like he's going to have, he's going to have this game winning drive. And then he fumbled. And I'm like, the entire time I go, He's gonna lose the game. He's gonna. Oh my god! They keep talking about him. He's gonna. Lo- they didn't talk about Boyle at all because he's awful and no one cares. Yeah, he's the most boring person ever. So they're like, Him, yeah, you, Ben Johnson. Yes. No, I'm nothing. waiting. I'm waiting. I'm hoping That's we what, get more of that. I, I think uh, someone was like, like nothing. So, DJ Chark. Either. Yeah. Someone. Someone was like, I think the fourth episode is literally just all gonna be him. I'm like, yeah. I just think he's a boring guy. And when yeah. you have like seven coaches mm-hmm. who have such, they would all be on. Big Brother, right. like reality oh TV, like yeah. all of them, like they're all crazy yeah. enough to be on like reality yeah. TV. Like they, they would all, yes. Like Ben Johnson's probably just like me and you, where there's yeah. like, yeah, so like off you're doing pretty. They even showed the quarterback coach over him, like they had the quarterback coach going. <laughs> Mark Brunel, he's like, I got two things for you: throw the ball to our team and don't throw it to the other team. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I was like, that's how I imagine. Here's here's the funny part: is that's how I imagine the offense or the quarterback coach for like the Packers is yeah. he walks up to Aaron Rodgers goes hey so like yeah you know how you throw 38 touchdowns and four picks you want yeah. to just do that again yeah I know right? like how much coaching is there for Aaron Rodgers at this oh point you know what I mean yeah, like can you imagine like he's that guy I don't know how much you've seen a Parks and Rec where he walks into a hardware store Ron Swanson does and the guy from Lowe's is like can I help and he goes I know more than you they think that's what happens with Aaron Rodgers is yeah his quarterback coach goes hey Aaron maybe you could lift your elbow up a little bit and Rodgers just looks at him and goes I'm a four-time MVP yeah, he goes. And he goes. Yeah, I'm gonna go talk to Jordan Love because he just picked a booger. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, but that's how that's how I feel like with the quarterback coach here. I was like, I was like, Golf went to a Super Bowl. Yeah. And he's like trying to coach him up, yeah. and I'm like, like Golf knows what's going and on. Brunel's probably. funny, right? Because Brunel's, you know, he took the Jags to an AFC title game, right? He yeah. he's, he was a long tenure guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing from Hard Knocks specifically that I thought was that was okay. pretty that was pretty interesting, and then we'll get to it. The love for Malcolm Rodriguez. Oh my, my God! My goodness! Now. I'm going to say something maybe a little unpopular here, but from what you've seen 
so far. Uh-huh. From the reports, the video clips on Twitter, the pre the first preseason game, we're recording this before the Colts game, so we don't know if he's oh, – this is going to make me sound like an asshole because he's going to have eight tackles and eight sacks tomorrow. Yeah. But um, I'm not seeing this generational talent that apparently this dude is, according to everybody else yeah. in their mother – is it just because the rest of our linebacker, because he's next to Jared Davis, who sucks, sort of like, oh, God, this guy I, did so, miss the running back. Did, so. I was going to say, did you watch yes. the play with yes. him and Jared Davis? Yes, I did. That, I watched... And everyone goes, that guy's a farmer first-round pick, sixth-round pick. It's like, I get that. Yeah. But I, I'm not seeing Ray Lewis out there. I, so I think I think his big hype train is all on, like, the he's a sixth-round pick and right. he's not terrible. Right. I think is where they're coming from. Like, right. they're making him out to be, like, a first-round pick. I still yeah. think he is, like... I think if you redrafted and you knew how like how he played, I yeah. think he'd probably go third or fourth round. Maybe, maybe. But right, the size isn't he's size not isn't there. Too, but right. like he's he's fast and he 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 literally he's one of those guys where he just like runs into people. Right. But I definitely don't think he's gonna he reads defenses very well yet. Yeah. Like there are reports where like he gets meshed up in bubble screens a yeah, lot. Yeah, he's got like, he's got to make he's got to find the gap. He's got to attack the gap, or else he's gonna kind of yeah. Walk. But yeah, um, I, I I do think he's fine. Yeah, I um, I just I just think it's a lot of heaping praise for a sixth round guy. Like yeah. I I don't I think he will contribute. Yeah. I think that. I hope that he's got a great. Se- yeah. I hope we found the next guy to yeah. be our linebacker. I, 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 I just don't. I just feel like he's a lot like uh, Quintez Cephas was in his rookie year, where everyone was like, "Oh, I love Quintez Cephas." I was like, "He is he slow?" Yeah, right. And then right. We, like watching him play, I was like, "He's not very good." Yeah. But like, like that's why, like everyone out of camp was like Quintez Cephas. Oh right, my god! Right, exactly. And he's a fifth round pick. I was like, yeah, but he's not very good. Exactly. I think the two. Um, so the two things I took away from Hard Knocks yeah. was they replayed the Aiden Hutchinson play. I know. A hundred times. I know. And they did it in the stadium, too. I, I was there for the preseason game. Literally a hundred times. When literally he just walked right past the tackle and just killed the running he's back. Gonna and so I, good, he's going to be so good. He's going to be so good. And I am so happy. Like, And I was talking to a buddy of mine, too. Jameis Williams hasn't played yet. This is a little bit of a sidebar. But Jameis Williams, by like week 12, yeah. when he finally like – because he's going to be hurt for a little bit, right? And then yeah. he's going to get kind of worked in. People are going to lose their minds because like Jameis Williams only had two catches this week. And yeah. You know it's coming, right? Yeah. But like week 12 or something against a random game like against like the Panthers or some shit, yeah. he's going to go off for like 250 yards, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I'm just telling you guys now that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And everyone's going to be like, oh, so we got a dog yeah. with both But eight, I was going to say 800 yeah. with like four plays, yeah. literally – Two tackles and Two a holding tackles call. and a holding call. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is a freak. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, he was awesome. And I liked the Amon Ron St. Brown where he named all 16 wide receivers that went before him and the college love thing. Love I was like, oh my God. Yeah, he plays with a chip. Speaking of Hutchinson, though, I want right, to anyway. transition that a little bit to the joint practices in Indianapolis, yeah. right? Because they go out to Indy for a couple days. Well, he was just dogging people up. Oh, practice. my gosh. Yeah, no kidding. But it was a tale of two teams. And I think this is the concern and why I think, it, I think some people – are really high on Detroit, and other teams are like other people are like, I don't necessarily know yet. Day one, Colts look pretty good, right? They're seven on sevens; they look pretty good against yeah. us. Their red zone defense was atrocious until the very end of the session. The offensive the offensive line still kicked everyone's ass, which was a really great sign. Day two, though, Lions come out and beat the dog whistle off of the Colts, mm-hmm. and the Colts are a playoff contending team. Yes, quote unquote. We say that in air quotes because. We don't know. But, like, defense looks better. No TDs. Three straight red zone attempts. Uh, 12 plays in the red zone. No touchdowns at all. Like, 
you saw the tail of two teams of this Detroit Lions team, and that's where a good bulk of the starters, you're not going to see a bunch of starters play in week two because they're doing the work mm-hmm. in the practices. But give me your thoughts on that. And is, and I, I felt like that was the microcosm of what this Lions season is going to be, where you're going to see a game where you go, wow, this team is playing awesome. We see I, the Arizona Cardinal game, yeah. and then we see the um, – uh, you know, like the 49er game where you just look outclassed, right? Yeah. The good thing I took from this, and I'll let you go here in a second, offensive line, both days, clearly dominant, and the Lions' defensive line stopping the run, consistent all the way through camp this year. Uh-huh. Give me your thoughts on the reports coming out of Indianapolis, and then we'll get to our divisional rankings because I was I was a little bit afraid, and then I'm like, well, the bounce back, though, I was like, man, that, that makes me happy. But uh-huh. it's also one of those situations where I was like, I feel like we're going to go into a game. It's like going down in a game 28 nothing, and then it's like, oh, we can only play better than this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So give me your thoughts on that because I'm trying not to read too high or too low on this team because mm-hmm. you know me. I, I, think, I don't know. I think the hard thing with the Lions' defense is I think you're going to – unlike last year where mostly it was just, like, it's just, it was just rough, yeah. I think this year you, like, you look at the first four yeah. and you go, Eagles I think will be rough. Yeah, I think there's a chance. It's, it's, that's there's the, there's always a chance yeah. uh, when you're the home underdog. Like, yeah. there's always a good chance, but I think I I don't think you have a great chance. Yeah. Let me just put it that way. Yeah. But Washington, I think you have a really good chance against. Yeah. And then you play Minnesota, who I don't think you have a good chance against because you just never have a good chance against Minnesota. Is it in Minnesota? In Minnesota. Yeah, three. in Minnesota. To home in Minnesota? Better. At Minnesota? It's tough. And then week four is Seattle, yeah, where I think. Yeah. So the common denominator with those four games is when you're playing a probably a below number 20 or lower offense, yeah. you're going to look like really good. Right. But when you're playing anyone that's like average or like the Packers or someone and above, right. you're going to look okay, this is really yeah, what you look like. Great. Like, you're not yeah. there. Yeah. So I think you are you, – you, I think the Lions defense will end up at, like, 21 yeah. in the league, like, just below the halfway, but not, like, anywhere near dead last. Because right. I do think there are going to be a, a good chunk of games where you're like, okay. Yeah, I, we I saw some Like, progress. Aiden Hutchinson's yeah. – like, D-line's getting there. Right. Corners aren't that bad, whatever. Linebacker's going to be pretty rough. But, every, like, the, outs, the outside yeah. perimeter players or whatever are going to be yeah. pretty good. And then the offense can keep up, I think, with both teams at I this point. I think this offense – I don't want to get, like, I think too high. golf but, is the limit. Yeah, but here's here's the thing, though, about this. And, and, this is, and then we'll get to our divisional yeah. rankings here. I don't want to over-exaggerate this a little bit. Uh-huh. I am going to say right now, and I know you're going to laugh at me and go, uh-uh, no, not wrong. a thing. I know you're wrong already. I think this offense could be top 10. No, I don't think so. And here's why. Okay. I think this offensive line is legit. I think running, like rushing? Yeah. No, I think overall, I think, this, I think this team, I think this team is going to win more games based on them being able to dictate the line of scrimmage than I think we're anticipating. Because Ooh, yeah. I think, be, like, I think that this team, legitimately, I think if with Amon Ra taking a step, you've got DJ Chark there now, who is literally the is the best receiver they've had in two seasons on this football team. Yeah. Amon Ra, DJ Chark, Josh Reynolds to start the season with Jamison Williams coming in the back half of the season. I know Goff is not neither of our favorites by any stretch, but if you can get Goff to throw twenty eight touchdowns this year mm-hmm. and swift has a year that everyone is projecting him to have and if this o-line can stay healthy i think you could look at a team where you go it's not a top 10 offense and like where you go wow this team is just like putting out the points it's that team where you go 
Yeah, man, they're really averaging 380 yards a game, huh? Mm-hmm. And you don't even realize that they're doing it because we're six and seven, yeah. right? I think they're going to be like a sneaky, good, offensively efficient team. They've been hitting on the misdirection. That's been the report all camp. They're like, misdirection has been like that and play action. So you know Swift's got to be good. You know the old line's got to be there. I think they are. I think they're really loading up for something special. That's why I think they got a shot against the Eagles is because I think they're going to throw the kitchen sink at them because, like, man, if we get one, okay, then we got Washington, right? And then maybe we can start 2-0. Okay, maybe we drop to Minnesota, and then we got Seattle. And all of a sudden, maybe you're 3-1, and one, and now it's like, well, shit. Yeah. Now the world, even if they're 2-2, two and two, mm-hmm. you go, the world is kind of our oyster now, right? Uh-huh. And who the hell knows is going to happen. I know that's a lot of Kool-Aid I'm throwing at you There's in your a face lot right now. Yeah. I'm just saying – I have been very encouraged by the reports and the reporting and some of the things I've seen from the offense uh-huh. where I go, this offense has a chance to do something yeah. pretty special. I think not top five, but yeah, I think the heart, I mean, it's just to throw this out there. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking lines plus four and a half. Yeah. Uh, against the Eagles, because oh, yeah. whether they win or lose, I, I think, think, I think they keep it within a field goal. I agree. Points. Yeah. So I'm taking this plus four kind and of half. the identity of this team too. They always keep it close. Yeah. I don't know why. Um. So I'm taking that number. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not confident enough to take like their whole and I'm number. Not, and either. I'm not either. Honestly, right? But, like I don't know what Philly's going to look like. AJ Brown's a dog. Yeah. But like I am just. I don't know what it is, man. But this offense, yeah. because like the report I, coming I, out I, of I, was so, like. I think I think the scary. So the thing I'm worried about mm-hmm. is everyone. When you do the deep game, game plan into the Lions, mm-hmm. is you go okay. So what what is this Lions team? Oh, they have a great O line and they have a really good running back and their offense is pretty stacked. Mm-hmm. So what's our game plan going to be? Bomb the shit out of them. <laughs> well, yes, bomb the shit out of them. But run, run, run the clock out and win yeah. these games. So I do think they're going to be in a lot of close games because yeah. I think teams like I think the Eagles' strategy is going to go a lot of read options, yes. a lot of runs, yes. short passes, yes. have 10 to 12 play drives that ends in field goals and touchdowns, yeah. and just hope that you have six possessions and golf but makes I, but two mistakes. All we're hearing out of camp, and even against the Colts, they've got a good interior offensive line. They said that Aline McNeil and Aiden Hutchinson were the best players on their defense. That is the interior of their defense yeah. for the Lions. That, to me, goes, man, if there's stuff in the run on the Colts team that led the league in rushing last mm-hmm. year— and then you're also able to dictate the pace when you've got a Darius Leonard and DeForest Buckner and these guys and Quiddy yeah. Pay on this Colts yeah. defense. That, to me, this was a more telling than any preseason game we're going to have mm-hmm. was these joint practices because I think we saw two teams where you go, they struggled, and then they were also really good. That, yeah. to me, gives me hope of, like, we can see we're making steps. Outside yeah. of just beating our own defense, the fact that we can take on a, a – especially the defensive side for the Colts where you go, they're putting up some points and golf is eight for 11 for two touchdowns. That makes me happy. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm just saying that you're definitely more cautious than I'm willing to be like, let's go, man. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just looking. It's like, like I think every year we look and we go, Oh, this team on paper. And like, as a solo team is really good, but you have to think, okay, but other teams are going to game plan for that. And so like, what are other teams? Like when we play the Vikings, they're going to go, all right, Dalvin cook in space. 
all day long, yeah. try to stop it, and right. we're not going to be able to stop it. Yeah. Or yeah. Justin Jefferson, we're going to try to get you one-on-one. We have no corners that can go against Justin Jefferson. Right. Or Adam Thielen, right. to be fair, really, yeah. honestly. Yeah. So, yeah. like, so yeah, those are, those are just, like, the strategies where oh, if you're yeah. looking at the other team's game I plan. Am. Now, there are some teams like Seattle where I think I think they're just dead in the water against the Lions because I don't know what their game plan would be <laughs> yeah. against someone like the Lions or something. Yeah. I um, am, I'm so hyped for this season, dude. I'm ready. I'm ready to go, yeah. dude. I'm, I am we are excited every year until we start one Forward, dude, going, yeah, right, dude, that first go. game always takes a lot out of you, like immediately when that te- other team goes right down the field and scores, and you go, "Well, there's all the wind out of my sails." Yeah. Immediately, but we'll yes. see how it goes. All right, let's talk here. Division leaders here. So, <laughs> do we? Let's see. Okay, I think we had the Eagles. I do too. All right, let's. Go I think with, because I think we Eagles. both don't like the Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys. So suck. we were like, Screw "How them. can we Screw not them. make it the yeah, Cowboys?" Screw the Cowboys. <laughs> I think it's the Eagles. I think it's the I think, I think the Eagles defense I yes. think is what put it over the edge. Yes, for me. I agree. They have a sneaky good offensive line um with some individuals, you know, some highlight players. Yeah. So let's go through it. I will let's say go. though. Oh wait. I pulled up Cowboys. Never mind. Okay, hold mm. on. I was I, I just read Trayvon Diggs. I said he had the worst play I think I may have ever He's seen. He's like duty. Did you did you watch the Keenan Allen play? No, he probably Oh, got well, oh well, I'll show you later. So okay. basically the play was like Herbert rolls out mm-hmm. and uh, Diggs was like face guarding yeah. Keenan Allen and didn't even put his hands up. So he just stood there yeah. and just went like this. Like, my arms are yeah. out for yeah. non video people. <laughs> and Keenan Allen, like, the ball went right past his head and Keenan Allen just caught it and walked into the end zone. And Trey Wonder was like, yeah. and I was like, you're not going to do anything? Okay, cool. Okay. So, I'll, right. I'll show you later. It's hysterical. Okay. Sorry. So, anyway, we, got, so yeah. we got Packers, we got Eagles, we got. Uh, the Rams, right? And Buccaneers and the Bucks. Okay, that, so, that is who I think we went with. We didn't do 49ers, right? Cause no, it's no, it's definitely the Rams. Okay. It's definitely the Rams. Okay, that was the only other team. Okay, no, it's definitely the Rams. All right, so we are going um, quarterbacks here to start geez. off. Wow, this is a hard hit to my ego, isn't it? My goodness, I think it's actually really. So we got uh, Rodgers, Brady, Stafford. Jalen Hurts. I love how we had to think about it. I, I had to think. Um, I knew who it was. I just could think of his yeah, name. So Hurts is four. Yeah. So I would have. I think it's Brady, Rodgers, Stafford. Uh, I would I would take Rodgers over Brady. Really? Well, regular season Rodgers. Yeah, that's regular season Rodgers is a different man. But Brady is just a beast. Okay, here's here's the here's the the thing. Is we're going a two time regular season MVP. Yeah, I have to put him at one. Here's here's why I take Brady. I I don't think you can go wrong. Let me be fair here. Yeah. But here's why I take Brady, is that if I have a game to win. Yeah, I read that Brady. That that and that. But that, here, that's wait, my but here's that's it. but here's the argument to that yeah. though. So I also read that Stafford over Rogers. That's true. That's true. and I'm rating Rogers over Stafford. Yeah, so I can't true. I can't yeah, put that in my argument. I, I got to go Brady because he's the best player ever. So I got yeah. Brady. Mine. You got Eric. I think it's clearly one A one B, and then I think there is a there is a decent separator there. Yeah. Like I love Matthew Stafford. He is my favorite player in the NFL right now, and I can even say. It's Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes, Josh Allen. Like those are top four or five guys, right? Yeah. Stafford's five, six, seven yeah. in that area. Yeah, you're so the yeah. He's like second tier you know guy. Yeah. So I agree. It's yeah. I think that's a fair assessment, and yes. I think as everyone who's like, man, you're a Stafford homer. I am clearly very much so, but even I can say Rodgers and Brady are better. You can't, yeah. even though you beat Brady and all, but it's fine. Yeah, he did. If he be. wins another Super Bowl this year, the Rams won another Super Bowl this year with Stafford as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I am going to be unbearable to anybody who tries to talk anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, y'all better hope it doesn't happen. 
I just hope he gets Tommy John since doesn't play. How dare you? Shut your stupid face. Let's right. talk. Let's talk. All right. uh, running backs. Yeah, running backs. Yeah. All right. All right. We got Packers. Aaron Jones and yeah. AJ Dillon. Very well, I've been saying AJ Dillon is yes. Uh, that's why it's hard to pick up fantasy because you don't know who the hell is going to get carries. Yep. Uh, running backs for the Buccaneers here. We got Leonard Fournette and Rasheed White. Yeah. Rams. We got Cam Akers and. Uh, uh, was it Daryl Henderson? Yep, yep. I had like quarter of his name. Yeah. And then uh, the Eagles, we got Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell. All right. So one is Packers. Packers. Yes. Uh, I would say two. two is... I'm going to go Rams. I like the Rams. I like the Rams yeah. pretty much. I, I like them better. I think three is Bucks, four is Eagles. Yes, I would agree with that. I, I don't. I, Miles Sanders for me is like is either like he's got like 150 yards on the day or he's got 12. I yep. don't. I don't know. I was not as big yep. a fan. All right, receiving cores. We're going starters, not yep. who yeah. people come out of camp and say are awesome, who probably won't be awesome. I've told, Dude, Rogers, that was a lot of – Rodgers has been throwing so much shade at all these guys. He's just like, if you don't know how to run your routes, you're not going to play. And I'm yeah. like, good God. Listen, I am not going to throw Romeo Dubes into this receiving core. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know he's had a great camp. I'm not throwing him in there. Okay. So Packers receiving core here. We got Alan Lazar. This is who Rodgers wants as the receiving core. Yeah, so, yeah. Alan Lazar, Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb. Yeah. Uh, we got the Bucks here. <laughs> Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage. Julio Jones is also there, but. That's crazy that Julio is there, and he's probably fourth on the depth chart. Yep. Crazy. Uh, the Rams got Alan Jeff. Oh, God, I wow. just read two names there. There we go. You Alan go. Robinson, the second, Van Jefferson, and Cooper Cup. Woo. The boy, Cooper Cup. Yep. And then the Eagles got A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Quiz Watkins. Oh. And Jalen Rager, I guess, is there. He's a, yeah, he, he he's a, he was a first-round um, pick at one point. So this is tough. This is a this tough is, one. Okay, so we'll, well, I'll throw this out there. Yeah. Packers are four. Yeah, that's not close. I don't not think it's close. very close. I don't think the Packers were even number one in the NFC North. I think they no, were No, I, I think we had – yeah, I think we had Vikings, Vikings and Lions, Lions over yeah, them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so they're four. Yeah. I think – I think I think Philly's three. I think Philly's three. Yeah. Yes, I think it's a I think it's a toss up. And then three. it's one of those things where I think Cooper Cup had like the greatest year of all time last yeah. year. And actually, I'd take Van Jefferson, and Allen Robinson over yeah, Ed, or Evans and Godwin probably. Yeah, and here's why. I think the hard thing though is when you add Russell Gage, Julio Jones, yeah. and um, Scotty Miller. Yeah. Like those are a lot of guys that are depth pieces. But I think I'm gonna throw Odell on the Rams until someone tells me that he signed otherwise because it's gonna happen. Okay. Um. But either way, I think Allen Robinson's a one. I think Cooper Cup's a one. And Ben Jefferson stretches the field really well. They, I mean, shit, they made it work with Skoranek, for gosh sake. So yeah. I think they are – I think they – I think right now from a starting three wide receiver set, yeah. I think they're better because I think you – I think you have legitimately two ones. I don't think Chris Godwin's a one. No. I think he's a very – I think he's probably the best two you probably could have. Yeah. He's not a one. Mike Evans, freak. Russell Gage, meh. Mm-hmm. So I, I that's kind of how I go. So we got Rams, Bucks, uh, Eagles, Packers. Yes. Okay. Love that. Okay. Packers are like, hey. Packers are like, hey, we have receivers. Yeah, we got a former first round pick, just not our first round pick. Hey. Hey. <laughs> uh, tight ends here. We got the Packers. Got Robert Tunyon and Very Mercedes underrated. Lewis. Very underrated. Uh, the Bucks have Cameron Brait and Kyle Rudolph. Rams Kyle Rudolph. have Tyler Higby and Kendall Blayton. Yeah. And the Eagles have Dallas Goddard. And Jack Stahl. Okay. Um, so I, I'll throw this out. Yeah. Dallas Goddard's probably one. That's kind of what I thought. Too. Now, like, I, now that is that, tight end. that is is that fantasy talking or is that actual field production? No, because in fantasy he would be drafted before all four of these guys. Yeah, I I want to say yes, 
because I think he plays a bigger part in the offense. Like, Tyler Higby, I think, is probably, in my mind, probably two. Yeah. Actually, um, and the hard thing about Tanya's, Robert Tunyon, I, I like Tunyon, yeah. and I can't differentiate him and Bray on who is yeah. better in my mind. I, think I would I, tend to say Tunyon. Me too. So here's why I have Higby over Tunyon. Okay. I think that Robert Tunyon is a benef- was, has been a beneficiary of the fact that Devontae Adams existed. Where, yeah. like, I think that Higby is, I think, is a little bit better of a receiver. I think he's a little more versatile than Robert Tunyon is. Um, and I also like Note Boom as the backup. I mm-hmm. think you sh- he showed in the playoffs. He could be a – he's a solid number two guy. Mercedes Lewis is 85 years old. Yeah. Sorry, he doesn't qualify for me. Um, so that's why I have the Packers at three. And then I think Cameron Bray at four. Because, yeah. like, Kyle Rudolph's old and slow. He can't do anything anymore. If, if Gronk was in here, I'd be tempted to put D- Tampa at probably even one. Oh, yeah, because, with, with Gronk, yeah. Gronk and Bray, I would, definitely, I would definitely yeah. put them at one. But so nah. that's kind of how I have it. I just think Higby – I don't think there's not one tight end in the league in this four group that's like holy crap, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? We're not talking Kittle or Waller here, but no. I think they're above average. I think Higby's that guy where it's like, man, he just makes first downs. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think they had a stat at one point like sixty or eighty percent of his catches are all for first downs, which yeah. I'm like, that's wild. That when you have an offense that had Cooper Cup and Robert Woods on the team, yeah. that's crazy to me. Yep. All right, offensive lines, left tackle to right tackle. Okay, Packers. David Bakhtiari, yeah, very uh, good. John Runyon, very Josh good. Myers, yeah. Royce Newman, yeah. Elton Jenkins. Yeah, okay. They Still better hope Bakhtiari gets healthy. If Bakhtiari gets healthy, they it's pretty solid offensive line. They hope because other than that, they're going to be screwed. All right, Buccaneers. Now, Buccaneers took all massive hits since we last oh, talked because they've, they've lost like three Whoa, centers. Oh, good so, God. Um, updated yeah, offensive line is, for the Bucs. I feel this is where I think the Bucs are going to be hurting. Donovan Smith, left tackle. Yeah. Aaron Steeny, left guard. Yeah. Robert Hainsley, center. Shaq Mason, right guard. Tristan Wirfs, right tackle. The right, or the, the right side's right not side's bad. right side's fine. Shaq Mason I like a lot. But Ryan Jensen going down. Hurts. Huge blow. Ellie yes. Marpet retiring. I mean, what can you do? But, like, Ryan Jensen blowing his knee out. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah, that offensive line took a big yes, hit since we last talked. Yes, massive hit. Um, the Rams, you got uh, Joe Newtboom. Notboom. Notboom, yep. Yeah, left tackle. Yep. David Edwards, left guard. Mm-hmm. Brian Allen, center. Uh, Coleman Shelton, right guard. And Rob Havenstein. Havenstein, yeah. So right they're missing tackle. the guard, right, because he retired. Whitworth retiring, too, also sucks. So the Rams took some big Rams hits. Rams took some big hits. Line. That is the biggest weakness they have on this team is their offense. By far. Line. And then the Eagles, we got Jordan Maleta, Landon Dickerson, Jason Kelsey, uh, Isaac Sumalo and Lane Johnson. Yeah. Okay. With Andre Dillard is like a backup yeah, tackle because he's he's actually good. Okay. Um, but those are your offensive lines. I think Packers are one because they yeah. have the most. Yeah, probably. Like versatile through the whole offensive line that we. Yeah. That, We're that talking health wise. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like if if everyone is projectedly yeah. healthy right. through the year because I can't count Ryan Jensen I can't, well, yeah. because well, no, he's not going to be yeah, he's going to be out Bakhtiari should be well, he's not healthy yet he has not practiced yet yeah but he but should be back on sometime paper, through yes. the year so I'm going to count that he's yeah. in there I would say Packers are one even I've if got, he's not in there I think it's still close but yeah I Bakhtiari would say, I would say yeah with Bakhtiari in there because he's probably the best left tackle in football um, yeah or at least him and Trent Williams yeah Um, I would put Packers one I would have Rams two, uh, Eagles three, Bucks, Bucks four. four yeah. Bucks really got hit yeah. hard. That's that's 
That's not and uh, and on, this is why I don't think the Bucks have the best shot anymore. Because is you know, if, if when you got Brady back there and you don't know offensive line, it's I gonna know. be rough. That's why I'm a little worried for the Rams playing against like the Niners and stuff. Because it's like, dude, if your interior can't hold up against that yeah. pass rush, he's gonna struggle. Yeah, and I think I think teams like even if the Rams do make it back to the Super Bowl. The Bills and the Chargers of the world, I, I think, are just going to eat up this offensive line for the Rams, which yeah. is what would scare me if I was the Rams. Or Bucks, both, yeah, to be fair. Frankly, yeah. um, all right, so. Well, the Packers in the NFC Championship, that would be tough. All right, so we just went over offenses. Yep. How would you rank overall offenses? I think Philly's four, think but not four. by a long shot. No, I don't, I don't think I that. think the quarterback play. These are division winners. Yeah. Um, I would probably have. Eek. I think what? Packers are three because of the receiving yeah. core. Yeah. Off, well, offense line is best. But, like, their tight end. Actually. I think Tampa's three. Yeah, I think Tampa's actually three. I think Tampa's three. Yeah. Um, I think I would have the Rams at one. And I think I have Packers at two. Yes. Um, because I think the running backs. It's are, hard because it's really. It's close. Do, do you value offensive line? with like decent to good receivers or do you have like a really good receiving core but like an average offensive line right yes yeah, so with I, two good quarterbacks because yeah. the quarterbacks right, got yeah. out of situation think, yeah. at that point and i think the i think because i think they're rel- they're one in, so here's how i look at it right they're one and two in e- almost every category yeah like except for receiver like that's the only yeah, one receiver's yeah. big but i think the rams yeah. re- like offensive line is like well, the, the lowest rams are, what two offensive line yeah lines? yeah so the Packers were one. Yeah, I, I guess. I, I, guess I think I'm gonna. One. I think I'm gonna lean slightly to the Rams because I yeah. think overall they have better playmaking ability than I think the Packers do as of this moment. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm I, at. With yeah, it. I don't. I don't totally disagree yeah. with that. Um, I think quarterback play dictate. I think here's the thing: if Aaron Rodgers did not play for the Packers and this was Jordan Love, I don't think the Packers were even talking about. I think we're talking about Minnesota. Yeah, so oh, all one thousand percent. That, so that yes. also I think sways. Like, no offense to Matthew Stafford, but like. Even with John Walford in there, you look at the weapons mm-hmm. and you go, the weapons are still good. Yeah. For the Packers, we're assuming Sammy Watkins has a resurgence because Aaron Rodgers is throwing him the ball. Yeah. I, I, and I also you think that I mean? is why yeah. when we were doing the Rodgers, Brady, Matthew Stafford thing, yeah. it's you have to put Rodgers one yeah. because you have to look at the – if you take him off the team, yeah. the Packers literally go to dog shit. Yeah. And I don't think the Rams go to dog shit. Yeah. They are not good. I think, like if you I put, think it's close. If you put, yeah. if you put Drew Locke in both those situations, mm-hmm. I think Drew Locke does better on the, oh, Rams, on the Rams than the I Packers. I think coaching also is another part yes. of that too. Because like McVay, LaFleur, you know. Fleur. So. I love my boy. I think I think you could make the argument either way. Quite frankly, maybe yeah. it's just my Packer bias because I hate them. I don't yeah. know. It could be that too. I'll admit that. I yeah, but that. but yeah, I would I would also go. Same thing, probably yeah. Rams won. Just by a smidge. I yeah. really do think it's – It's. I think it's really, really – I think it's closer close. than what I thought because I didn't think the Packers would be very close. No. But, and but I think why? Because I think the I think the Rams, too, we saw because of the injuries that happened in the playoffs, you saw some depth, yeah. which I think is also playing into my mind a little bit, like mm-hmm. Note Boom playing – or uh, the other guy playing for Higby, mm-hmm. right? Skoranek, even though he's not very good, he played big snaps for them in the Super Bowl. Like You saw guys step up when people got hurt. Yeah, Whitworth didn't play against Tampa, mm-hmm. right? They still got it done. That kind of yeah. thing. All right, defenses. This, this one will be interesting because I have I have a lot of preconceived notions about defenses on this yeah. side, but I don't know if any of them are going to live up. Yeah, because I'm looking at this Packers defense and I'm like, it's actually way better than I maybe yeah. thought it was. Anyway, so defensive lines. Yeah. So we're not counting linebackers, even in a three-four setting. I don't care. D lines. So. <laughs> Defense end for the Packers. Dean Lowry, no sackle. Kenny Clark, 
defensive tackle Jaron Reed because they run a 3-4. I always forget I don't like their defensive line very much. So I was like yeah. Kenny Clark. Like, Dean Lowry should have been cut. I don't know why yeah. he's still there. Uh, the Buccaneers, William Goldstein. Yep. Goldston is yep. defense end. Vita Vey, nose tackle. Akeem Hicks, defense end. End it right there. God, you talk Got about that. a team. Talk about a team that's like, no, our windows now. Like everybody's like thirty-five and older. Yes. It's fine. Uh, the Rams got A. Sean Robinson, Greg Gaines, and Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald by himself, just yeah, no kidding. Okay, they're one. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the Eagles, we got uh, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, and Josh Sweat. Yeah, so I still got Rams one. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I, maybe it's like I said. Maybe it's recency bias, but. He's the best defensive player I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. It's just that simple. Like, it's it's Lawrence Taylor and Aaron Donald. Like, yeah. that's really where we're at right now. Yeah. That's how crazy it is. Yeah. I would have I would have uh, probably Rams won. I think it's tough because I do like uh, full defensive line units maybe yeah, better. I, yeah, like, like, I think the Bucks like, three yeah, men. Right. But I think Aaron Donald does more than those three guys put together yeah, do. that's what's crazy. So, and I actually like the Eagles front four. Yeah. Like, Brandon Graham, good pass rusher. Josh Sweat, underrated. Fletcher Cox. Older. J- Javon but, Hargrave. Right. Like, they're all – you got Derek uh, Barnett as a backup there. I, I would Jordan have, Davis is on the Eagles, too, as, like, a the backup defensive I tackle. I actually would like, have – and I know this might be controversial because the pass rush for the, for the Bucks is coming on the outside like the mm-hmm. Packers are. I would have Rams, one. I would have Eagles, two. I would have Bucks three, Packers four, just for defensive linemen. Yeah, the pass rush is different. Yeah, just pass for defensive linemen, I think that's where I'm at. Yeah, I would not uh, totally disagree. I do like Jaron Reed, Kenny Clark. Yeah, I, 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 just, I just not the biggest. Yeah, I think Kenny Clark's fine. Guy. I just don't, I think he was better before he got paid. Yeah. That's just kind of. I don't think he's done anything where I'm like, holy shit. You know yeah. what I mean, the linebacking core is going to be a different story though. Yep. All right. Packers linebacker crew, yep. left outside linebacker Preston Smith. Yeah, that's good. Linebacker Devondre Campbell, Quay yeah. Walker, Rashawn Gary. Yeah, that's a that really linebacking good crew player. is scary. Yeah, that's very good. Devondre Campbell, by the way, their best signing. Yeah, I was so pissed when he came back. I was like, yeah. son of a bitch. Anywhere else, please. Uh, the Buccaneers here. You got Joe Tyron. Shoinka. I know I messed up last time. I'm going to mess it up this time. It's okay. It's fine. He plays outside linebacker. That's fine. (laughs) Uh, Devin White, inside linebacker. Levante David, inside linebacker. Shaquille Barrett, outside linebacker. That's a really good point. Also really really good. good. Yeah, my goodness. Um, The Rams, we got Justin Hollins, Ernest Jones, Bobby Wagner, Leonard Floyd. Not nearly as good as I remember. They had some standouts, though, for sure. Yes. And then Eagles got Kazir White. TJ Edwards, Hassan Reddick. All right. Well, Eagles are four. Yeah. I got. They Reddick. also have Nicobe Dean as their backup middle linebacker, but I don't know if yeah, that adds anything not, to yeah. it. Yeah. All I, right. I would, I, have, I would have Eagles four. four Rams, Rams three. three. Oh. You, which one do you like more? Pick your poison, honestly. I think I'm actually going to go Bucks two, Packers one. I, I and I because I am a huge Devontae Campbell fan. Yeah. I'm not a Rashawn Gary fan, but he's proven he's to be really, really good consistent. There. And I think that. The fact that I you think, have a first-round rookie as your lowest point on the linebacking core is pretty damn good. I think uh, the Joy Tyron. Yeah, Joe Tyron. He's a former first-round pick out of Houston. Yes. But I think he. I is, think it's a different level. He is the like the weak link that yes. the Packers don't have in right. that four. Exactly. That now Walker hasn't played yet, but mid first round guy right tyron was like well we're, yeah. he's like the icing on the cake type deal mm-hmm. middle linebacker play too compared to pass rush i think there's a there's a bit of a difference mm-hmm. quay walker playing in that outside backer spot where he's more dropping in. he can pass rush but he's also going to be asked to drop back coverage tyron having to be a premier pass rusher where you've got preston smith and rashawn gary 
I think it's different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think the impact is different. Where Tyron, if he was awesome, we would know a lot more about him mm-hmm. than we do, right? Yeah. Where Shaq Barrett's really kind of carrying the load. So, Bucks two, Packers one. Yeah. That's that crazy. back and forth is ridiculous. Yeah. And here's the thing, though. I understand why they took Walker, but at the same time, Rodgers is like, really? We still couldn't get a receiver? <laughs> like, we have three really good freaking guys. And they had Zadarius Smith at one point. Like, hello? Yeah. Maybe give me a receiver. Anyway, Packers defensive backs. Left corner, safety, safety, right corner. And then we'll add a nickel for the funsies of it. For the funsies. All right. Jair Alexander, left corner. Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage, Eric Stokes, Razul Douglas. Defensive backs. That's not bad. That's really good. Uh, Buccaneers, Carlton Davis III, Mike Edwards, um, Antoine Winfield Jr., Jamal Dean, Ryan Logan. Logan Ryan, sorry. Where's dyslexic. He got list, He's listed as backup right now. Really? That's I would shocking. Ass, I would assume he's a starter too. He so throw him be. in there. I was say yeah. he was their number one going into the season last year. Yeah. But all right. I think cool. he was. He got hurt. hurt he got hurt at one point. So maybe yeah. they just oh, didn't okay. put it yeah, up there. Fine. But whatever. whatever, that works. Yeah. But he's just an extra guy. So he's extra yeah. help, I guess. Um, Local Michigan guy, by the way. Yeah. You, went to, you went to Chippewa. Went to Chippewa. <laughs> I, I went there too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, left corner for the Rams. David Long Jr., Jordan Fuller, safety, Nick Scott, safety, Jalen Ramsey, right corner, Troy Hill, nickelback. Yeah. Low, that's a team that's that I still say them and the Bucks have the two most underrated secondaries that are like on good defenses. Because mm-hmm. nobody knows anybody besides like Ramsey. Ramsey but they're a very good secondary. Yep. And then the Eagles, James Bradbury, Anthony Harris, Marcus Epps, Darius Slay, Avante Maddox. Ooh. Which is like a little very good. A little very better underrated. than I thought very it was. Very underrated. Yeah, Anthony Harris is a very good safety. Yes. Like low key, very good. Um, this, I think this is by far the hardest grouping mm-hmm. we've done so far. Yeah, I think. Um, I I here's the thing. I think the Packers have more names. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know if they're number one though. Like Adrian Amos. I, I don't know. I I think I think Bucks are one because of yeah. their depth. Yeah. Like I, I can name four quarters right. and like three right. good safeties there. Yeah. I put the Bucks at one. I kind of have the same thing with the Rams though, because like Taylor Rapp, right, could play safety. He got hurt last year, right? Yeah. So like he could play for Nick Scott. Um, you know, David Long, underrated guy. Yeah, Ramsey's I, I, the net best corner in the league. Yeah, I think I like uh, Jair and Stokes better. Stokes with Bazool Douglas and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I like them slightly more. Yeah. And I like the safety, like Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage. Yeah. I think I like more than the Rams yeah. safeties. So mm-hmm. I'll go Bucks one. Packers two. Packers two. Rams three. Rams. That's crazy. Yeah, Rams three. And it's even harder because Darius Slate and James Bradbury yeah. are so good. I, I think, like, if we just went corners, I'd probably put Eagles because mm-hmm. I like the two over the one. Yeah. But when you add safeties, I think – I, I think, still think David Long, too. I, I like David Long. Like, he, yeah. he, he plays good snaps for them, right? Yeah. Like, it works for them. I'm also going to throw in this a little bit, too. I'm not a huge Raheem Morris guy. And I, I was unimpressed at times during that playoff run with his play calling. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. mm, I'm not a huge – like, there were some things he did where I go, God bless it. Yeah, so, okay, so total defense, who you got? Total defense, I think I would go... I think it's probably... I still think it's probably probably the Packers at one. I think the... Yeah, I think the Packers are one. I actually think it's Packers one, Bucks two, Rams three. Uh, I'm trying to think here. The Rams have more star power at every level. Like, they've got Bobby Wagner, right? Yeah. They've got Jalen. I think that's... And they've got Aaron Donald. That's my problem with yeah. the Rams is yeah. they pay, like, four people but they've $25 got, million. But dollars, and then They've got good players around. Ashawn Robinson, 
good player. Yeah, Leonard David Floyd, Long, very good. Yeah. Like you've got guys at every level. You don't have a glaring weakness, but you don't have the best out of any. You've got one guy at each level who's like the top of their position. Yeah, everybody else is above average. I yeah. guess like is right in that median area. Like yeah. they're all right. Like if you were to rank like one through thirty-two, they'd be like. 15 14. Yeah. Like they're average a little bit above maybe. Yeah, I'd go anyway. I'd go yeah, I could get that. I could go Packers. I think the Packers Bucks. I think the Packers and Bucks because they I think they are they're above average guys are like 9 10 yeah. out of that 32 scale yeah, yeah. that we're doing that. And know? then and then uh Rams 3, Eagles 4. So that means overall overall right. Eagles are definitely 4. Um if we average this out. Yeah. I think the Packers are one technically because we put the Packers at two offensively and one defensively because Rams were one yeah. offensively and three yeah. defensively maybe Bucks yeah. were two and two Their defense is going to be really freaking good it's going to carry the team Packers will yeah oh the absolutely the Packers defense is going that's to that's the, the sneaky fantasy defense I really want because they play a lot of teams yeah. that aren't like they play like Chicago yeah. and they play like they play us, they, they play us yeah yeah well defensive side maybe not as yeah, but collectively still, good, I mean, but still, gonna, I'm not going to be like I. I think the Lions are going to have an awesome year offensively, and I still think that the Packers are still going to be a yeah. really tough out. Um, um, but yeah, so I think I think the Packers are yeah, Packers I, are I, one. Um, I you know what's crazy? I think the roster is, and yet I still think because Rodgers has such little to work with, it's not going to matter. No, I don't no, think know, so isn't either. That crazy though, yeah. how you think that though? Yeah, I think uh, I guess all that matters is yeah. Packers are one, but Packers are one. Yeah, I'll put Bucks overall at two. And Rams at three, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like it's I like because they're one's on one and one's three, depending on where you're at. There. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, do you prefer the offense or the defense kind yeah. of thing? Yeah, it's tough. It's tough either way. But it, they're they're very close, and they're all four, two and three playoff teams. I think the Eagles are gonna yeah. shock some people. Yeah, way better. We definitely picked the Eagles. I don't think the Cowboys would have fought this. Cowboys picture. suck. Cowboys suck. All right, that's gonna be it for this week's show, guys. Next week we're doing AFC, a bunch of other things. Clash of the Castle. We're gonna preview that as well. And maybe talking our fantasy draft. Who knows? We may be talking some things. We are we? Know. We're not even going to do it by then, are we? Next weekend? Uh, well, I mean, we'll, we'll I mean, be doing we're going to be talking maybe some strategies as we go into the season. Rob, we, we can't. Don't, you know, we're, we might be talking. Rob, some Rob stuff. we're you, good you, friends. You know, on, you know, you know. Listen, I'm not going to take Austin Eckler. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> All right. That's going to be it for this week's show, guys. On behalf of the missing mailman, he's the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm the mouth of Michigan, Rob Medica. We will see you guys as always next time.